welcome to Unlearned. I'm Kat. And I'm Misha. And today <laughs> we're going to talk about sex. sex. So um, let's get let's get straight to it. Mm-hmm. That's what she said. All Whoa. right. <laughs> no, but wow. It starts right it there. Starts right now. Um, Misha. Yeah. How many, what are some of, how are you raised to think about sex? Hmm. Interesting question, Kat. Thank you for asking. No, no problem. <laughs> um, I, so it was confusing for me. So I've always felt like I was raised in a household where I could really ask any questions about anything. So my mom was very open and like when we would hear certain songs and we wouldn't know what something would mean, she would be like, you know what that means, right? And we'd be like, no. And then she would explain it to us. Um, and so I felt like we were raised in a household where things were very open. And even when we were in high school, um, my mom was very open and said, like, if you get to a point of where you're mature enough and you want to have sex, like actually just talk to me about it and we can make sure you're going to be safe about it. Um, so there was that side of things, but I also feel like being raised Christian and specifically fundamentalist and or evangelical that throws in a whole different way of thinking about sexuality. So although in my household, I was raised to think that nothing was really wrong with sex. My religion taught me that like it was something to be saved for marriage because I was to be treated like I was something that was pure. And I wish was, you know, all of my decisions when it came to physical interactions were to be pure. So I tended to think of, sex as something especially before marriage as something that was sinful something that was very dirty um something that i wasn't really supposed to do and then after you got married it automatically just transformed into something like ordained by god and beautiful and i also feel like i was never really especially in church and with a lot of my friends sex was never to be thought about as like this is something that gives the woman pleasure as well. It was always like male pleasure is number one um, because sex is for procreation and you know what needs to happen for that. So let's talk about men. Um, so I think that was how I was raised to think about it. What about you? Um, I was raised to, well, one, my mom never had a sex talk with me first. <laughs> So we like we were I would say that my household was more or less sex negative only because we didn't talk about it mm-hmm. at all. Um, I I for very fortunate, fortunately had comprehensive sex education in Chicago public schools. And I was so, you know, go CPS for a comprehensive sex education. In sixth grade, we had someone come in and answer our questions and like tell us about protection and like all this awesome stuff Mm. um when that's kind of like where i learned about sex and then i learned a little bit more during health class in high school um and something that i realized later in life is that everything i learned about sex were in completely heteronormative terms Mm -hmm. (laughs) and which was like what, which was like interesting for me because like I um since like I'm queer I never thought of, that like having sex with a woman counted as sex so like mm. I didn't and until I was like 24 I was um talking I was talking to, uh with someone 
And she's like, well, why don't you consider the first time you had sex with your girl, with a girl losing her virginity? Because I had sex with a girl like four years before I ever had sex with a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, why isn't that considered like losing your virginity? I was like, oh, heteronormativity strikes again. Strikes again. How dare you? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you're completely right. Um, and And I grew up in a very religious way where i was like saving myself for marriage <laughs> which i didn't for male marriage. yeah for, <laughs> for marriage with a man um and and i think that's like one of the reasons why i since like it was so emphasized that like you have sex in your heterosexual marriage mm-hmm. um that i was just like oh well you know and like i'm still a virgin even though i was like hooking up with girls and stuff mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's kind of like the way I thought about sex. I don't think I was, I was always like, I was never super interested in like hooking up with the dudes Mm. just because like dudes are dicks. (laughs) I just like, I haven't met, I just, (laughs) I just haven't met like a lot of men, a lot of men who treated me with the respect that like I deserve to be treated with. Mm. So I've had like limited i had limited sexual interactions with men Mm. i had like none in high school and then limited in college Mm. and in college i was um lucky enough to become a sexual health peer and it was um very informative that means you're, we have an expert yeah we have an expert on the podcast i am do you have any questions please email let me know. us yeah for sure um and, and it was great because i learned so much about sex and um so much about being safe and being protected but also gaining pleasure from the experience mm-hmm. and i think that's like the most important part that women really sacrifice a lot of the time is that you should always focus on your pleasure over his pleasure like mm-hmm. always that's like if i had to give women one, why do you say that because like women are more concerned with like satisfying the man mm-hmm. and like the and there's just this overall cultural phenomenon of male pleasure over female pleasure mm-hmm. that like this is okay this is kind of a weird story that <laughs> please please tell us a weird story. please elaborate um i was when i was 15 i was um walking to school with this girl that i've known since I guess like sixth grader or whatever. You know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) And she like, she gave me what I now realize was some of the best sex advice of my life. Mm. And I wasn't like even thinking like sex wasn't even on my radar, but she was just, she straight up told me when you, when you go to hook up at a guy's house, make sure he gives you head first and then pull up your pants and leave. (gasps) in mind <laughs> i'm just baffled yeah she straight let you know <laughs> that was excellent advice and if you want if you want your some pleasure I just straight up do it and there are a lot of guys out there who are just really into pleasuring women without being pleasured themselves so 
Wow. Don't be shy about so getting yours. Just, oh. it's, <laughs> wow, I'm learning so much from the sexual pyramid <laughs> You're my peer. You're my mentor right now. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I do have a question to ask you though. Yeah, for sure. So, what was sex ed like for you? Um, it was just like they were. They kept it pretty real. They're just like use. This is how you put on a condom. Um, this is like this is what intercourse is. This is how you protect yourself. They talked a little bit about birth control Hmm. and then answered all of our questions. See, I feel like sex ed for us was like, this is how a baby forms. Don't have sex. (laughs) And then we watched a woman give birth and we were so scared. (laughs) Like that was my sex ed. (laughs) Nobody really asked questions. We didn't learn about birth control or like putting on condoms or anything. Isn't that crazy? I'm there's a lot of abstinence only education oh, and I am in not be. support of that. I don't I, know why I just did that. I, <laughs> <laughs> that was supposed to be like in combination. I feel like yeah. if you're gonna teach one, you gotta teach the other. Yeah. You gotta teach both. Mm. Some people are not about the abstinence stuff. Definitely. Like but some I'm people like, have sex extremely early. S- I think it's good to get it out there. Like you don't have to feel pressure to yeah, have sex if you definitely. don't want to. Um, but if you are, be safe about it. Mm-hmm. These are ways you can be safe. About are you gonna have a sex talk with your kids? For sure. When? At what age? I mean, like four, five. <laughs> <laughs> we visit it. It's time for your <laughs> annual sex talk. <laughs> annual sex talk. Actually, one years old. Yeah. Do you know how, how you got here? I no? okay. I think that like with. Well, when talking to your children about sex, you can kind of get like progressive, like start with the when they're young, start with the concept of consent. And then like so even if it's just like don't don't like slap girls butts on the playground, that's that's not OK. The con- like start teaching consent um, because I think that's like a concept that they can understand at a pretty young age. And then like work as they get older, as they start to hit puberty, like this is what sex is. Wow, you think all the way to puberty? Probably a little before puberty. Okay, because I was I was thinking like, yeah, I was thinking like five or six. Is that too early? because uh, I knew what it was when I was that young. Yeah, I'm gonna because I definitely started kissing people when I was like five. Are you serious? Real young, no adult supervision. Not you my just fault. out here kissing. I'm I'm a lover of kissing. I'm not, I'm not hating. I'm just curious. I have, I've been like strip kissing people since I was five. What do you mean? You just walked up and was like, No, I was always my kiss sound was accurate. I was always the one. I was the boys always pursued me for the kisses. And I was five. I was in like kindergarten, and they were kissing you. Yeah, they were on the prowl. Look at them, like boys my age. Like at thirst, but you should. No, you're right. Like having the sex talk. Early and often. It would just go like this. Hey, mom and dad. Or mom and mom. Or dad and dad. <laughs> or just one parent. Yeah. They don't got to be two. Or three. Or three. Or nine. However or your family Or maybe it's an is. orphan. I'm not trying to be judgmental. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be like, why are these boys or girls so thirsty? And you're going to have to be able to explain it to them. Are you, when talking about sex, are you also going to talk about like sexuality? I think I think so. I think it's very important because I think in my household it was just kind of assumed 
it was just kind of assumed mm-hmm. that I would be heterosexual, mm-hmm. that I identified as a female. Well, I guess that kind of worked out for you, <laughs> right? <laughs> Extremely well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I think it's important and to talk about identity and mm-hmm. how my children don't have to feel pressured to, like, perform in certain ways. Like, how they feel comfortable is how they feel comfortable. And I know that's not necessarily going to work out perfectly because... There are even some underlying things in myself that I'm not even know I'm going to be projecting my children and like mm-hmm. forcing them to do, but hopefully I'll just be able to recognize it in the moment and like fix it. So if my boy wants to wear a tutu, more yeah, power sure. Wear that tutu. I'm not going to wear it because I think it's a fashion fail. <laughs> but <laughs> if so, you're not gonna wear, in that same sense. You're not going to be poli- policing gender in any way. I don't. Th- I think for me, I would say. You, you're going to have to know, like, this is how people are going to react to you. Mm-hmm. Like, when you walk outside, if you're wearing this, if you're playing with this, if you talk this way, I want to be completely honest that because of how society is set up, like, people may react to you in this way. Mm-hmm. But if this is how you're most comfortable, like, that is, I think that's what's going to make you happiest, and that's how you're going to have to live. I think I will create that space for my children. I hope my family will support that type mm-hmm. of mentality of my children. But I think I don't want to lie to my children as well, where they think that the whole world is a safe space where they can just like be who they want and nobody's ever going to judge them. So I think it has to be a balance where it's like when you're at home, like I'm going to try to make this as judgment free as possible, but just know as soon as you leave this space, like I can't protect you. And like, this is what's going to potentially what's going to happen. This, you know? Yeah. Wonderful point. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, to the so i uh, i don't have a lot of like young kids in my family but Mm -hmm. i did kind of watch my younger cousins grow up Mm -hmm. like they were babies when i was 15 16 so i kind of like watched them grow up over Mm -hmm. the years and i saw the way that like their moms really police their gender Mm -hmm. and they're just like no look like little boys don't twirl stop twirling and i'm just like yeah let him be him. Mm-hmm. He wants to twirl. Let him twirl. Like mm-hmm. get his dance moves on. Like or stop worrying about shake him. Like that. Yeah. Right. And I I hate that. And I'm I definitely just I decided that I don't want I don't want to know the gender of my child because mm-hmm. I don't want my family to know. So oh, that yeah. I don't want them stuff. to like. Yeah, I don't want them to <laughs> pre-gender my child. Mm-hmm. Um, that is such a good point. I've never thought of that. Yeah. Yeah, you just blew my mind. <laughs> like whenever I thought of people just not necessarily wanting to know the gender of the child, I've always just assumed it was kind of like, oh, we want to be surprised. Like it was back in the olden mm-hmm. days, you know, before <laughs> we had these advanced technology. Things, yeah. But that is so interesting. Yeah, because like before I really wanted to know. So I have like, I have like names on deck, boy, girl, whatever. I even have a unisex name. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping that if I do have a trans child, it's the one that I have a unisex name for. <laughs> You're like, it just worked out. It's just really well. I mean, I guess like the likelihood, um, trans just people only make up like 0.3%. I will, I, I thought about it, but then I'm, well, one's like a family name. Mm. So I'm kind of attached to that. But I never thought about the fact, like as soon as somebody tells me the gender of a child, I automatically, like a picture automatically pops up in mm-hmm. my head. And if it's a girl, the child's always in pink and it has bows. Mm-hmm. And if it's a boy, it's like, oh, here's a little baseball outfit. And I don't even yeah. want sports. I don't know why I do this. <laughs> why I just automatically project this image. Yeah. I'm going to straight up be like, buy my child any color. Like, 
You can buy them. Even if I have a boy, he can wear freaking pink. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's it's just like I feel like everyone else is hang up and like mm-hmm. not mine. I want my children to feel okay expressing gender mm-hmm. however they see fit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But you're right. Like, you kind of have to prepare them for the reality of the outside world. Mm-hmm. This is kind of off the topic. Yeah. Well, it has a lot to do with sex. Uh, it does. I mean, because, I mean, the way we were taught to, what well, I was taught to think about sex all had to do with the way that, like, my parents assumed I identified. Mm-hmm. And so, like, what if I was raised in this household where, like, I discovered that maybe I don't actually identify with being female or didn't identify with being like heterosexual sexual. You know, that would have been a very different experience for me. Yeah, very true. You know, I don't know. I think it's I think it's very on topic. Mm. Not uh, as sexy as, not- as you <laughs> wanted it to be. Kat. I'm going to talk like this for the rest of the podcast. How do you feel about this voice? It's, it's my creeping me out. It's my sexy voice. Is that how you, you seduce your boo? Yeah. Okay, what's up? I said, hey, what's up? Hello. That's how I get all of them. I'm like, hey. <laughs> I got some questions. All right, let's do this. To ask you. Yeah. Since you know everything about sex. I, I do not know everything about sex. Since you know. What is your, I, what is your title? I <laughs> Well, we're just going to do... She knows everything? <laughs> um, I've been to re- referred to as a sexpert, but that's the extent. I am I know a lot about sex. I'm well-educated in sex, and, and I try to bring sex positivity wherever like I go. You're the Pope of sex. That's what we... I, what you say goes. I wish I was the Pope of sex. That would be That's dope. your title. Okay. I just gave it I'm the Pope of titles, so I'm going to say... I can just, you know, I can just like put them all. Question cat. Okay, yeah, this is sure. my newscaster voice. It's, How do you feel about this? It's time for sex questions, y'all. Sex questions. Um Cat, tell mm-hmm. me, how do I become more comfortable with my body? This isn't an actual question for me, listeners. This is for everybody. <laughs> yeah, this is for everyone. That's a that's a great question, Misha. Um, Thank you. I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, a, a ugh, where to start? Because society polices your body in a way that many people grow up feeling insecure, mm-hmm. and like I think media definitely plays a role, but like. I, if you have a supportive family who's very body positive, you I don't think you really grow up with those hangups. So I've always been like, I guess a little a little bigger, like average to like bigger. The biggest I've ever been was like a size sixteen, and right now I'm like a ten twelve. So I've like growing up fluctuated in weight a lot and I've never felt bad about my body because like my mom has never made me feel bad about my Mm -hmm. body and other people's opinions kind of never mattered. And I don't, I don't like, I wasn't really bullied growing up, um, like regarding my body. So I've always, yeah, well, I guess like one time a kid in my class called me a giraffe and I'm just like, (laughs) you just mad because 
I'm already taller than you. Right? <laughs> like, uh, sorry, haters. hater. Um, yeah, I just, I didn't grow up with body issues. And, like, I would, and regardless of, like, whatever size I was, I was, I would receive attention from, like, positive attention. Well, <laughs> street harassment. But when you're, like, a teenager trying to, like, figure things out and a Were cute you boy walks your way. Well, if like a cute boy walks your way and thinks you're cute, then that's like body affirming. Mm -hmm. So not everyone grows up with body positive parents. I know quite a lot of people who got their body image issues from Mm -hmm. their parents and from family members and from being teased in school. Mm -hmm. Ways to become comfortable with your body. One, therapy works wonders. Mm -hmm. So I recommend... Therapy really uncovering the problem, unlocking it, and and figuring and taking the source and tell it and taking whatever led to your body image issues that it no longer has power over you. Mm. That I mean, that I takes feel a while. So encouraged right now. <laughs> this ain't even my question. <laughs> wow. Other things I recommend looking at t- like getting naked or getting into your underwear, looking at yourself in the mirror and listing all the things you like about your body. I do that every day. And Good. And you should do it every single day. I recommend every doing day. it every day. Being like, yeah, my boobs on fleek today. I'm like, damn, yes. wait. That's how like, I feel about myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, look how cute this booty is. Did like, you say my say, boobs are on fleek? Yes, I did. Fleeky. Fleeky <laughs> boobs. <laughs> I know I'm trying That's to make fleeky a thing. Let me cat. Just I, <laughs> listeners please start saying fleeky for misha for me then let's make sure. it a thing hashtag fleeky hashtag fleeky Inky cheeky <laughs> um and then other ways if you if you are in a relationship um and your and your partner loves your body like when they when they compliment you don't don't negate them. Don't be like, no, what? Like, no, this is, but this part's so chubby and I have Maybe love they handles. Like the it's like, if they think you're beautiful, take what it, is? soak it up and feel beautiful. And how are you going to tell somebody else what they find beautiful ain't right. beautiful? Exactly. Like, who are you exactly. to be saying that? I mean, it is your body, but you can't be telling people <laughs> their interpretation wrong. You know what I mean? Like, let, like, let your partner appreciate your body. And it's a work of art. It is. And it's like how it's supposed to be. If you at very most, if you're not happy, you can change your body. Like if nothing, if you can't change your mentality, you can change your body. Mm. I mean, I'm not personally recommending plastic surgery, but like if that makes you happy, Mm. I just know that like your your mentality is everything when it comes Mm. to viewing your body. So before you change the physical, work on the mental. And if you can't get that mental to cooperate, let them know. There's, I mean, ugh, I don't want to snip, snip, tuck, tuck. I don't want to recommend like plastic surgery and weight loss. Like you should do weight loss for straight up health benefits, mm-hmm. and you should do it by like eating well and exercising, not through having an eating disorder or just other or crash dieting. Like oh yeah, no don't i don't recommend that and if you're gonna just if you decide to lose weight to feel better about your body make sure you're doing it for the right reasons and make sure you're doing it the right way 
That relates to my next question. All right. Changing your size. Changing your size. Does penis size really matter, Kat? <laughs> Let me know. This isn't a personal question. I don't personally have a penis, but for our listeners, mm-hmm. does it really matter? Does penis size really matter? Thanks Depends for on that. It, <laughs> I was reflecting. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a that's a good question. It really depends on the person. Like some some people like love 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 big penises. A lot of women don't because it physically hurts them. Mm. I I for some weird reason like having like my cervix poked and that's like wow. and that's I don't know. So it's like kind of like I I secretly think that's where my G spot is. Is that what we're supposed to be? <laughs> In the womb, God said. Yeah. <laughs> Let me shift this over. Um, but it really depends on, one, the size of your vagina, assuming that you are a woman, if you are a male. Um, well, there are several factors. Uh, just, okay. Uh, it really depends on the person and the size of the orifice and the pleasure oh level God, orifice? the person receives. <laughs> The pleasure level that that person receives Ooh. from Ooh. having the penis in any of the, their orifices. Yeah, let me go further. What about micro penises? Tell us about that. I <laughs> does that matter when it comes to that? I'm just um, asking. Look at this. <laughs> it will stop that. Me. <laughs> so my co-host is soups gross. Um, <laughs> I I can't really i don't have experience with micro penises interesting i don't know anyone who has Mm. i think that so the nerve endings in your vagina are in the first three inches of your vagina wow so if you get the right angle i think that you can have a pleasurable experience with a micro penis interesting which Brings me to my next question. Because mm-hmm. a micro penis could never get stuck. <laughs> um, what should someone do if something gets stuck? I didn't write this question either. But for our <laughs> listeners out there, what should they do, Kat? Can you let us know? That's what I do. If, so if you're, if you're experimenting, trying different things of various orifices, typically it's the vagina and anus where things tend to get stuck. Um, Kat, where else does stuff get stuck? What? Where else would stuff get stuck? What? <laughs> Besides, what I don't know. know. Is like, how many orifices? <laughs> your belly button? I don't okay. know. Okay. Uh, you know, continue. <laughs> I don't mean to keep interrupting. I'm not the expert. So, like, you can, I mean, a lot of women lose condoms up there. What? They, sex toys, like men and women lose sex toys up their anus very frequently. Mm. If you, if something gets stuck up there, I uh, immediately go to the ER. It's not like life or death, but you need a professional to help you remove that. Like if it's so far stuck that you're like trying and trying, your partner's trying and y'all can't get it out, <laughs> go to the ER. You don't want to have a little Let army. It, right. <laughs> Let the let the doctor handle this. Wow, that was very enlightening. <laughs> was, I feel like I am all of those questions and answers that you gave us made me feel more well rounded. So that when Good. I walk out of your apartment today, 
I feel like I can answer somebody's questions. Good. Do you have a question for me? <laughs> Do you, I'm an expert. What's your favorite position? Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Trick Let's question. Go. Let's go to the next segment. <laughs> I think that's what Republicans call a gotcha question. <laughs> Woo! Because you really gotcha, gotcha. me. I said, oh, oh my God. Oh. No position. CEO is my favorite position. You got that? I stole that from Jennifer Lawrence. Don't think I'm creative. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's Where talk about sex politics. Oh, that just so, took a turn for the worst. <laughs> the one thing I am going to, if there's one thing that you practice regularly in your sex life, you think the answer would be having safe sex and using condoms and dental dams and a variety of things. No. Nope. The thing that you should of, always practice is asking consent for consent and receiving consent Let from your partner <laughs> i was saying I was, <laughs> so I, have you ever had a hype person because i don't think you have i'm i'm, I'm over here hyping her. you to the 90th degree and you can't handle it <laughs> go cat do your thing <laughs> let us know and and it's just like there is consent inside and outside of the bedroom like honestly keep your hands off of other people <laughs> like you know about that well, I it's I'm pretty touchy. Well, I keep your hands off of their genitals. Okay, and other, yeah, I completely agree with and that. And other body parts, <laughs> like other I'll sexualized. Like elbows, you know. Well, I mean? yeah, you you're always on my elbows. I'm just like me off my elbows. They're so funny. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> um, but like, so for example, and this is kind of well, I mean, I don't. Maybe we'll discuss this further, but. Something that I experience, like, when I go out, if I, I don't do this too often, but if I go out with, in Boys Town, um, I'm, I'm can touched in a non-consensual way by gay men more often than not. Why do people think they can do that just because? Because they're not physically attracted to you. Yeah. They just think, like, you can't just oh, let me slap me her ass. Let me grab her boobs. Yeah. Like, uh, bitch, you no. You cannot do that just because we ain't going to go home tonight. Yeah, tonight. right? <laughs> that is not when you're going to pre-pass. And, I mean, that kind of goes into the misogyny that a lot of... That's common. Well, more or less common in the gay community where they, like, sincerely feel entitled to women's bodies. And, and, and certainly straight women mm-hmm. do this as well. Um, two gay men and it's kind of mm-hmm. like this weird mm-hmm. back and forth they think because they like dudes that they can just touch people's Mm-mm. business nah. anyway well nah. this is like that's a bit of a generalization this is like not the entirety of the population but then that's like you're making some observations though for us i you think it's interesting because like a lot of straight women go to gay bars being like i don't want boys to hit on me so i'm just gonna dance and i in this gay bar that's how every woman i've ever met sounds <laughs> just so we're clear just so we're clear um, and it's like i'm i'm personally touched inappropriately more times in the limit and like the limited times that i've gone to a like all male gay bars than 
anytime because like straight up if a straight man were to grab my boobs or to grab my boat that mic i say i can easily be like yo bouncer escort him out please he's harassing me like or i can get him arrested straight well up. i mean maybe the mindset is like i mean besides like being raised in a society whether or not you're gonna have sex with a woman or you're attracted to the woman you still feel like you have control over her right and it's kind of like oh i could touch her breast because i'm not gonna rape her she knows this. I'm gay. I'm not going to rape. Nah. That is not me. You get to be grabbing on me like that. Mm-mm. No. That was my preacher. I'm sorry. Take it away, cat. Um, but when you, I mean, if you go out, if you feel like getting frisky with someone on the dance floor, ask them. Ask them if it's okay. And you can make consent sexy. Um how so, how to do that for us for us folk who don't know how? So if you're we're dancing, let's let's, let's do it. <laughs> we're dancing. You can be like, you're if your if your body languages seem like you guys are really feeling each other. It seems like this kind of mutual intimacy or passion. You can just be like, wow, I think you're really beautiful. Do you mind if I touch you here? I mean, like, do you mind if I? I, if I, I feel touch like when, if the music was playing, that would have been better. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> in this awkward sentence, and that's your kitchen table, and water. That sounds a little awkward to me and the listeners. But I bet that would be really nice if it has some mood music. I mean, well, especially if alcohol is involved. Mm. But I mean, and then also you can make it sexy in the bedroom. You can be like, "Can I kiss you here? Is it? Can I touch you here? It's kind of like, like." I personally think consent is really sexy. Like, mm. um, early, like, I've had, I, li- I like it when, like, people ask me before they kiss me. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's just, I don't know. I, I've i always been very turned on by consent because I like. want to make you, you aware of the decision you're about to make. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, a forced on you thing. Right. And you don't feel, like, obligated mm-hmm. to continue kissing someone that you may not be into kissing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was, I, I think that it's personally flattering because it's like when you're showing sexual interest, mm-hmm. um, and you're telling me your intent, like what you want to do to me and it's, yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's hot. You can make consent sexy. Hashtag consent is hot. It's- <laughs> that would be a really great hashtag though. <laughs> well, how do you see that unfolding on Twitter? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I don't have that kind of mind. Not at all. So kind of like along the lines of consent and like having power over your body and of, as opposed to other people trying to insert power over your body. Like what are some of your feelings on like street harassment? Mm-hmm. And I know we like kind of joked about it on the show like mm-hmm. one or two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. We're just like, what would you say if a street harasser says something disgusting? Yeah. But, like, tell me about your experience walking through male spaces mm-hmm. or even public spaces as a woman and as an attractive woman. Hmm. Oh, thank you. You said I'm attractive. Yeah. Woman. Oh, oh, thank you. Misha is cute as hell, y'all. Oh, thanks. Not when I do that voice. Um. Ah. <sighs> I think it took me a long time before I actually saw street harassment as street harassment. Mm-hmm. And I think because at at home in South Carolina, when people are just talking to you on the street, 
people just assume that it's because we're Southerners and we talk to everybody and we're just being super sweet and super charming. And so I think it took me a bit of time where I was like, this isn't sweet and this isn't super charming. This is a man literally telling me I should do something with my body Mm -hmm. that I don't want to do. Or he's making me feel very uncomfortable just walking in a, like a public space. So, I mean, I just think that it's a part of this mentality of like men will be men or boys will be boys and they can't really control their urges. And so just like forget the fact that it exists. Mm-hmm. Even the like, why you look so sad? Why don't you smile? I was like, dang, wouldn't I have smiled if I wanted right. to be smiling right now? <laughs> if I saw something worth smiling about, right? maybe I would. <laughs> right. I think it's a way of just like literally telling me how I should be functioning in space and time because you want to have control over something. Or you are trying to assert yourself in a space, whether it be like devaluing me or just like treating me like a sexual object. I don't know. I just feel like it's a really negative thing. I don't necessarily know how you go about changing a culture on that besides mm-hmm. like just speaking up for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of countries are doing a, a lot better job than the United States is about addressing street harassment. Like, I think that some countries in Europe are just, like, actually posting, com- like, doing commercials and stuff about it. Where, like, young kids are able to start watching that. It's not a really cool thing. Yeah. <laughs> My sister, I will say, tends to um, draw more attention than I do. I feel like I'm, especially when my hair is out, I just look like a little, like, a frumpy, hippie little girl. But mm-hmm. my sister is actually, like, the hot model type. And so when we're walking together, I get even more uncomfortable because she's like constantly yelled out. And I'm like, I just don't understand how you deal with this. And she's like, just ignore it. She has the mentality of like, ignore it. Mm-hmm. Or I have the mentality of turning around and staring at them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, don't you ever say that again, you know? Anyway, I'm ranting. What do you think about it? Uh, well, like before I go into it, I was like looking at this uh, BuzzFeed listicle where I was talking about like, girls were taking pictures of like outfits that they were sent home for like mm-hmm. suspended for mm-hmm. because they were too distracting for Women. boys mm-hmm. uh oh which also reminds me of like this one story where like some girls got sent home from a dance because the fathers that, that were chaperoning <laughs> thought that it was too distracting like okay pervs how about Get we your, teach your boys to stop like googling over and being distracted, right? And allow our women to stop being policed, anyway. right? <laughs> exactly. It's just like, dudes, y'all are nasty. Like, that's just, oh, it's just so, it's so creepy. Like, well, one grown men lusting after young girls. It's so creepy to me. Like, I can't. And you shouldn't be having to constantly change your appearance and behavior because to make somebody else happy. Exactly. Exactly fantastic point mm. um so it's just like and then one of the things that are just so distracting for boys are like leggings and then mm. leggings are a fixture so in my wardrobe like i cannot live without leggings right and if i were like a high school girl and they told me i had to live without my leggings i would have i would stage a walkout or like stage a protest or i don't know where it's like stage a legging and where mm. we all wore leggings and I don't know. I just feel like boys should be held or held accountable yeah. for being boys. <laughs> Instead of boys will be boys, boys should be held accountable for being boys. Um, and it te- I feel like, what are you saying to a person in that moment mm-hmm. when you say, you know, your pants are too tight, you're distracting these people? 
like you're just you're basically saying like your body is an object to be oogled at right and it's distracting and we're gonna need you to wear this sheet to hide yourself (laughs) so that this person doesn't get tempted by you yeah it teaches like women not only that they're an object but like an object to be ashamed of like right it's more body shame yeah But I think for me in street harassment is like I didn't I didn't realize like it was such a common thing in my life growing up that Mm -hmm. like I didn't realize it. The like times that super creeped me out is when it was like old guys like if it were guys like my age it was I didn't really like care too much but like several times when I was a child I was accosted by men in vans telling me how pretty I am. Like 50, 60 year old men Ugh. in vans. <laughs> I have Literally, to what they it. tell you to run from. Right. And, and it's just like walking through my neighborhood. Like I was walking to the dentist or I was like walking to the mall. Mm-hmm. And how, how it's just so scary being a freaking 10, 12 year old girl. So, because I got boobs at eight. So people always thought I was like more older than I was and more mature. They have these like sixty-year-old men Ugh. asking you if you want to ride and telling yeah. you how pretty you are, and it's just like mm. you make ugh. me emotional. Oh my goodness! It's so it's just hold hold the men in your life and hold the boys in your life accountable for being skeevy. That's all I'm saying. Skeevy. <laughs> it's so gross. for being skeevy. <laughs> um, and then like to. Like, how I deal with street harassment today, I mostly ignore it. And, like, I wear headphones. I mostly pretend, like, not to hear it. Um, do you know what's kind of funny about, like, street harassment? Because, like, and sometimes I'll just straight up reject guys, like, immediately. Like, mm. no. Um, but, like, with street harassment, guys cannot deal with rejection. They get their feelings exactly. hurt so hard. I. It's always so funny to me when a guy is just like hey mom what's up and you're like no i'm not interested and like you wasn't even that cute anyway are you ugly and i'm just like man why are you wasting your time hitting on me if i'm so i don't like you why are you a walking who are (laughs) like why would you just why did you just waste both of our times Mm -hmm. hitting on me if i'm so ugly you said i was the most beautiful woman in the world (laughs) what happened it's just like just because i said no don't change how i look Mm, it changes your attitude right <laughs> mm. but men can get like so gross and violent in their like responses to rejection and and it's equivalent to a child throwing a tantrum mm. within that space and like hmm, you won't let me have your body right <laughs> 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 and no. it's just like god i feel like men are so freaking entitled to and they feel so entitled to women's bodies that they couldn't in in a if a woman were to let them know be like check your privilege you're not entitled to shit mm-hmm. they're like they can't they cannot handle it mm-hmm. it's i ugh men are gross no offense not all men <laughs> <laughs> hashtag not all men cat is just, <laughs> she's out for you she is straight out for you men no, but it's like seriously, take when women tell you that they're uncomfortable or like women reject you 
then move on. They'll for every no, for every five no's, there'll probably be a yes. So chill, chill. Okay, for every twenty no's, there'll probably be a yes. Probably like a maybe. Maybe. Uh, Let me think about it for a minute, and it never comes. I mean, but like. Okay, I just wonder who responds to street harassment. If it's like, "Hey, mama, you're so cute," and you're like, "Oh, really? Yeah. You want to go get some coffee right now?" <laughs> like, is that how it works? <laughs> like, how, how does that work? And then when you're talking about the beginning of your relationship, you got to be like, "Yeah, he yelled at like four of the women before he got to me, but I still thought I was special." You know? Like, no. I think. Well, so I met like one one guy that I dated at the end of high school. I met him pretty randomly. I was like leaving the train station and i i think like well so i don't know if i would categorize it as like street harassment but he was like really cute mm-hmm. and he like we like looked at him, we made eye contact and he's like hi and it was like a really sincere hi not like i've hit on seven other women that sound like street harassment that yeah. sounds like he moved into your soul and was like <laughs> hello there but i think like if you're gonna hit on a woman that's maybe the best what no i can't because i have other men who are like hey hi Mm -hmm. hey ma what up girl and i'm just like ugh, no i think that like maybe it was different because we looked into each other's Mm -hmm. eyes and had a sincere connection or like Mm -hmm. something that like felt like a sincere connection Mm -hmm. where they're just like just looking at you more I do think there's a difference I do think there's a difference like I even think there's a difference I mean, if you're like standing around with your friends and mm-hmm. a man comes up to you a man or a woman I don't you know and comes up to you and says I just want to tell you something I think you're really beautiful like to me that's not necessarily harassment mm-hmm. that's like whoa you took the time to walk over to me say something and if I say thank you and you walk away like yeah. that yeah. doesn't count as harassment to me but I do think I want to be very clear I think that street harassment is very real mm-hmm but I think that we've come to a place where some people can't take genuine compliments because mm-hmm. they're like, I just want to yell at you <laughs> for giving me a compliment. So, like, I've seen a lot of men get upset by the fact, you know, when they actually try to approach a woman mm-hmm. and, like, say that she's beautiful or, like, try to ask her out. People automatically are like, get away from me. <laughs> and it's like, yo, what happened to the old school romance, you know? Yeah. And I, I want to know what you think about this specifically. How, what is the difference in like being in a club or being in a bar and somebody walking up to you and being like, I think you're beautiful. Can I have your phone number? Like, where do you, where does it count as harassment? And when does it just count as like an old school romance of like, I just see a random person. I think it's really beautiful. And I want to take you on a date. I mean, you can definitely get harassed in the club, but like <laughs> <laughs> people die there. <laughs> um, but I, well, one, when you go to a bar or, a, or to a club, you know that you're going into a social situation as opposed to when you're walking to work or mm-hmm. walking to the gym. You're not you're not presenting yourself in a social situation. Mm-hmm. You're just going about your life. Mm-hmm. So like back back in the day when I used to I mean I still I still go to bars, but when I used to be single and go to bars, I like I never had issues with like guys coming up to me mm-hmm. and then vice versa, like me going up to people who I thought were I was attracted to um and it never really well sometimes it was harassment because like i there there were quite a a few guys who would hit on me and then i'm like oh no i'm not interested Mm -hmm. and then like 
follow me to the next bar and to the next bar and continually ask me out trying to wear me down it's just like goes back to consent it's like yeah you, i've already told like, you no 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 means no, <laughs> no i meant no five no. minutes ago i meant no 20 minutes ago mm-hmm. homie back the fuck off like so i it's so like if it's in a bar, I would say it's consent. Because I, I don't know. I don't, I've never been to a bar where I saw someone, like, yell across the room, like, hey, ma, you look good in that skirt or something ridiculous. Yeah. But I see that in the street on a regular basis. Mm. And I feel like in a bar, you have to, like, walk right up to a person because it's loud. And you have to walk up to them and talk to them. But, like, a lot of street harassment is kind of at a distance, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. They hawk eye you. They see yeah. you from across the way and they get just feel the need to yell. Shouting in the red. Mm-hmm. Let me holler like at you. If I had a minute. bigger butt, I would get yelled at more. <laughs> but I feel like my flat butt is my street <laughs> harassment guard. It's just like my shield, you know? <laughs> nobody trying to nobody trying to holler at this when it's flat butt. Okay, I did not mean to have such a downer. <laughs> okay. I love myself. I'm just realistic, you know? You know? And there's nothing wrong with being realistic as long as you, I don't know, follow it up with something positive. No, two things positive. <laughs> I gotta say two positive things about Yeah, me. say something else nice about yourself. I'm the best person I know. <laughs> um, and I'm the most brilliant person i know you're so modest <laughs> neither of those are true but i wish they were misha <laughs> now i gotta say like eight positive I know. things no. I know. i'll i'll let you i wait love myself you get that's enough positive <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah so i don't know if we have any more well i we could actually talk about street harassment forever because no, i do have a question for you though. problem go ahead um so recently in that movie, what is it? Chirac? Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Everybody's blowing up about that movie. Mm-hmm. But apparent, I haven't seen it, so correct me if I'm wrong. But apparently in the movie, a lot of the women band together and say in order to stop crime in Chicago, we're going to withhold sex from the men. Mm-hmm. This is also something that like actually happened in like ancient Greece. Yeah. To and stop a some war. other country actual country like modern oh. day it happened to hmm. nice i don't know where it is but i i can like look that up later what do you what do you think about this whole sex being used as a way of controlling another person or a group of people or a partner so uh this is kind of like so something like sex negative that i've heard a lot throughout my life especially mm-hmm. growing up christian was just like once you give a man your body you lose your power Mm. and what a gross thing to like teach women Mm -hmm. everywhere (laughs) that like Mm -hmm. like you can like women at my church would testify that once they became a born-again virgin they got their life back or like something crazy and there's and there's like a lot of tv shows there's a lot of punishment in black media more specifically because i can't speak for all media but like a lot of the images growing up is black women or i'm gonna say for i'm gonna speak solely for being black so like black women when expressing their sex and sexuality to someone who is not their married partner they are punished Hmm. 
So in that Tyler, the stupid Tyler Perry movie, Temptation, like she gets HIV because she cheated on her husband. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it's usually, if a man's cheating on his wife, it's usually a comedy. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. it's not. Or the person gets pregnant, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Dang, but that ain't HIV. Right. (laughs) And it's just like, I, and I see this in a lot, a lot of shows. It's just the more partners a woman has, the more devalued she is, mm-hmm. which is not true whatsoever. And I think a lot of women feel the impact of that kind of societal pressure. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. And I mean, I definitely like grew up thinking that I need to have very few partners to mm-hmm. maintain my vaginal value. Mm-hmm. To, I guess, vaginal put it that way. Value. That's a, I'm, I just made that up. So It almost... <laughs> I feel like when you think of sex as a form of power, it almost makes it like a tool. Mm-hmm. It's like, I want to use this to get what I want mm-hmm. or to fix the situation or to prove how much I can do this X, Y, and Z to you. But why do you, why do you think it is that? Well, no, I will also say it, it paints women as somebody, as people who only are as valuable as their ability to like give up or withhold sex. Mm-hmm. And then also paints men as these like hound dogs right. who <laughs> are willing to make crazy right. social moves in to order win, to get it. Like, <laughs> to end wars. To end actual wars. In a war. To get it. Like, dang, could y'all not have the been in the war? Just right. Out of can you, <laughs> why y'all need some people to withhold something from you like can that? Can you just like not, can you just stop killing people, please? <laughs> stop. Just without having vagina withheld from you like that but it's so crazy that this actually has worked Mm -hmm. like it made a difference and i'm gonna go what country that was but it literally stopped a war (laughs) what the hell what is the state of our world but like that article i was telling you all of that works on the assumption that one group of people will respect your ability to withhold sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they think, oh, okay, we ain't going to get this unless we stop the war. Mm, the war is stopping. Mm-hmm. Well, what if they just thought, mm, you ain't going to give it to us? The war ain't going to stop. We're just going to get it another way. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I don't have an answer to that. That is very interesting. <laughs> what do we call that? It's a negative word. Uh, well, are you are you saying get it another way as in getting it from another person? As in rape. Okay. Yeah. You should have clarified. I thought you were meant like, oh, I'll just go and find like a sex worker or like and find another too. girl. And that too. Um. Okay. Ugh, I don't. I don't want to talk about sexual assault. We don't got to talk about sexual assault. There's enough happening in in the world where we we don't need to be talking about sexual assault. Yeah, because I I do discuss, um, which is like one of the reasons I buy consent so much because rape culture and just like sexual assault Mm -hmm. in general, it's just... It, it emotionally it's very emotionally challenging for me um so we won't go into that um we don't have to go yeah that. and we're gonna wrap up today's show <laughs> whoa can we please end on a more positive note all right um gingerbread flavoring is everywhere is that positive i love gingerbread flavor no, can i talk about did i already talk about my newest love at starbucks 
is it the gingerbread latte no. otherwise shut your mouth we should have a segment <laughs> called what is Misha drinking at starbucks <laughs> i decided i wanted to be a new person okay and i was like misha to be a new person it's not about weight loss it is not changing the world it's about changing what kind of latte i'm getting this week <laughs> you know what that latte was it was a chestnut praline latte from Starbucks, mm-hmm. medium size, soy milk, still with whipped cream and a little crispy things they put on top. I don't know what they are, but they're amazing. Cat, <laughs> this latte was a game changer. Shaming my I'm sorry, I'm yelling, but it was so good. It was so good. Game changing latte. So take me. Everybody, go and get it. Don't know. think about sexual assault. Think about <laughs> well, how think good. about it and fight against it. Fight a- yeah, cat. Fight but against it. On happy notes, there are plenty of seasonal lattes at Starbucks. <laughs> spend some money at Starbucks. <laughs> I know we were a pro capitalist. I'm not. I'm, I'm not pro capitalist, but I just felt that I was being super materialistic, and so I was just gonna make it more extreme. You know, I was just gonna go the extra mile. <laughs> Oh, you're so funny. Uh, well... <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in today. You can find us on Facebook at Unlearned Twitter, un- Unlearned underscore shy. Mm-hmm. You can email us all of your questions, sex and otherwise, on unlearnedpodcast at gmail.com. And you can go to our website for our other social media links at unlearnedpodcast.com. So check us out. Mm -hmm. uh, Tell a friend. And yeah, that's important. Send us your compliments. (laughs) We don't want any negative. We don't want any. We don't need. There's the world's already negative. Send us only nice things in our inbox. Only nice. Thank you. And we'll be happy to answer your letters about anything. So thank you for tuning in today and have a great day. Yay. Yay. Bye. Bye. Bye.